And they kind of looked at me and they said the answer was, was alcohol. Tom Caulfield, James Whistle. This is the story of The Tempest 2. So ladies and gentlemen, The Tempest 2. Welcome back to The Tempest 2 podcast. Welcome back. We're back in the office, we're back in the UK, albeit briefly, before we head back to New York in uh, about 48 hours' time, but Ooh. how are you? Good. I'm doing very well. How are you? <laughs> yeah, not bad, thanks. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for listening. Um, oh, you weren't asking me, were you? <laughs> <laughs> Hope you are well, the listener. Uh, Hope before, everything's going well. Before we kick off, before I forget, I forgot last week, um, wanted to do just a quick shout-out of gratitude Yes. To a brand. Uh, this is not an ad. This is not paid for, obviously, because no one would give us money to shout out. <laughs> um, but if you remember back to the fateful uh, stag do in Cape Town, where all of our possessions were robbed, <laughs> including my teeth, um, we put a shout out on Instagram, kind of saying, you know, any recommendations for backpacks, because ours were stolen. And a British brand, small British brand run by a couple of brothers or friends, I believe, um, called Salkan, S-A-L-K-A-N. Um, amazingly, you know, within a few days, sent us a couple of packs each. Yeah. Um, amazing bags, actually, really good quality. So big thank you to those guys. Yeah. Very, very kind of you. I've got a lot of time for that. Firstly, them just reaching out and providing the goods is very generous, um, but... More so the fact that they are actually very good bags. Yeah. I purchased a replacement bag. I was going to say, you're using the Salcam one. It's, yeah. it's right next to you. Yeah. Um, I yeah, purchased a, a good, expensive backpack. Sandquist. <laughs> yes. I wasn't going to try and say <laughs> no, it. Let's yeah. do it. Sandquist. Sandquist. The, uh, the classic. And it's great. Um, but, yeah, since getting this... I um I do use a backpack every day. We're all big backpack heads, aren't we? Yeah. It's, it's the, anyway. It, the, it, they're very good. They're they're very very good. And I wouldn't use it if um if I didn't get on with it. Uh, it's it's class. It will be coming to New York with me, and uh, yeah, appreciated it. Really what appreciate are it. your thoughts on like Gucci and Louis Vuitton backpacks? I, I won't lie, I was having a look at them on the can this morning. <laughs> I was going to say... They're I, about two and a half grand for a backpack. Wow. For me, some of them do look lovely. But it just, I think it exponentially increases your chance of getting robbed. Yeah, you almost certainly are going to get a moped run up on you yeah. and chop your arm off with right? a machete. But I th- there's two things. Firstly, I think they look quite good as well. To be fair, there the price is ridiculous. Obviously, um, I I think my use of a backpack, I'm so used to just throwing them about, mm. I'd have to change that immediately. And then a lot of them are just they're just sacks. They are. Uh, and what what I like about a good <laughs> un, backpack, un sack. I like a laptop sleeve. Have to. Have I like to a drinks that. bottle compartment. You know, I like. Things that make it easier. So a little, little small pockets to put my keys in. I don't feel like the Yaguchi is going to have that. Definitely not. But it will smell of wealth. Yeah. <laughs> if if, if I was confident it would last years and years and years, it would, be, it would be up there. But I don't think it would. I think it would have to be the equivalent 
of a hip man's briefcase. <laughs> right? How many people do you know with a briefcase? My dad. <laughs> Does it? Not anymore. He's retired. <sighs> but he had, old Martin Caulfield had, I remember it. Shout um, out the greatest accountant in Europe. Yeah, the, the dodgiest accountant in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> the, cooking the books. Um, it was like one of those ultra wide ones with the flap tops. Right. So it was almost like a essentially a rectangular box <laughs> with the with the combinations on it. That's awesome. Who's what are you carrying in there? How many pens you got? <laughs> I know the old school lap. No, sorry, briefcase. I just think it's amazing. Well, it just really carried paper and pens. And some of them had a calculator built in. Did they? So cool. That's genius. Who was the, who was your big dogs there? Samsonite. Oh, I think this is predating Samsonite. I don't know. <laughs> I mean. We, it, the 90s was mental, wasn't it? I'm guessing awesome. this is the really peak time. Yeah, and then you got some which had like a mobile phone holder, which were obviously the mobile phones were the size of like a PC. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so genius. Cool. Yeah, I mean, how things come along. They now, will come back around one million Yeah, percent. definitely. It's only a matter of time before, you know, Hackney is dripping in briefcases. Fair play. Yeah, bring them back. Maybe, that's, maybe we should start a briefcase brand. Be hip. <laughs> it's like hard the, getting yeah, money for this. Like, <laughs> imagine the lack of sales. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my god, it's like holds a pen. Oh, good, amazing. But yeah, shout out to Salcan, um, legends. Been a been a good week. Just looking back at the week, uh, our week's been fantastic as per. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking more like in the news, your sports, yeah, you know, little wrap up. Okay, Ash, topical stuff. Ashes is finished. Yeah. With a bit of an anticlimax of a draw. Well, 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 well. Yeah, yeah. The the end result, I mean, the game yeah, was yeah. the match was amazing, and it and it finished well. But like, it's it goes back to the annoying rain. It's a draw, but I think everyone kind of knows it's not really a draw. Yeah, like we. But it, like, it's annoying that they took the Ashes. Yeah, home. it is annoying. But yeah, it was. I'm not into cricket. I've probably slagged it off multiple times on this podcast. <laughs> not as much as tennis. Uh, not as much as tennis. It's it's slightly better than tennis, but um, it did it did have me hooked at points in the series, and that's rare. It was good, and actually, we were talking earlier about um, a rugby podcast we both listened to, and they were making a very good point about how England cricket have done a very good job of almost rebranding Test cricket because you know, Test cricket convention is pretty long and dull yep and pretty old school and all a bit fucking ooh, a bit of a boys club and they've kind of rebranded it with the team and the way they play uh which is kind of the opposite that a lot of people are saying of england rugby and how mm. it's way too traditional it's way too boring it's not kind of modern and media trained it's all a bit black and white um and i think that's bang on and i think the same can be said as well for like women's sport in the last two, three, four years has mm. been completely reframed, not as just this like, oh, it's the same as men's, but just less paid and, you know, just basically worse, it used to be thought of, but yeah. now it's like its own entity. And like, the, you know, the World Cup, I haven't watched too much of it, but I've watched the highlights and it's crushing it. Yeah. What, what is it at the knockout stages yet? Or is that coming soon? I think that's coming soon. Um, but it's down in, down in New Zealand, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, the RFU, without being nausy about rugby, they do seem a little bit behind the times. You got, you got to stay with it. Yeah. That cricket thing's great. Baseball, we're 
going to go to a Yankees game, actually, when we're in New York on Sunday. They listened to the um, feedback and they've changed the game. So the really? game is much quicker now. Good. So there's a uh, like a clock on the pitcher. So whereas it used to take an inning could take an hour. Now they, on average, they take like 15, 20 minutes. Ah, that's good. There's no like dicking around anymore. They have to kind of get through it. Because I remember we went to watch a baseball game in San Francisco yes. we over there years ago. And I thought it was fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. No one, hit, no one hit the ball. Yeah. Like nothing, literally nothing happened for an, about an hour. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to go on Sunday because they just do it well, don't they? Yeah. It'd, I, th- it'd I be think cold beers, there'll be a couple of hot dogs flying around. Yeah, exactly. And I'm happy and it's warm. So. Yeah. That, I think that's what you got to look at baseball as. It's more of just an interesting place to go and have a couple of beers. Yeah have a hot dog rather than you know especially at this time of year like going for the sporting occasion i mean it should be more interesting now P- apparently it's way more interesting because of the speed of the game is better but yeah it's um it's a lunchtime game as well which i think should make it a bit easier have you started watching that netflix series quarterback i have Th- that is class it's very good very good i actually i've actually finished it have C- you a couple of real early mornings with uh, with flory means that i've I've deleted it. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, very, very well done. If you haven't watched that, it's almost like a all-or-nothing type behind-the-scenes vibe, but just focusing on these three quarterbacks. And it is it is very, very good. Yeah. But that kind of highlights you know, American sports, the way they do stuff. It's just different gravy, isn't it? Yeah. I was going to say, on that same vein, there's a hard knocks coming out soon. NFL one again. They do it every year. Um, and it's... Yeah, I can't remember the effect. I, I should have had a look. But the positive impact that it has on that team, who's like the focus of Hard Knocks that year, is mental in terms of like jersey sales, ticket sales. Whoever the team is, that I think it's HBO, whoever they focus on for that preseason, like, it just blows up throughout the whole year. It's amazing. But they just do it so well, don't they? Fair play to them. Do you know who the biggest sponsor of the NFL is? Who puts the most cash into the NFL? I'm going to say what first comes to mind is like a Bud Light. No. It is the US military. Oh, is it? Yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. They literally, you know, you always see it, don't you? The flyovers and stuff like that. That's all paid for. Yeah. Yeah, of course. That's such a good point. It's like their biggest recruiting drive in the world. Yeah. Through the NFL. Yeah, of course. I mean, I remember watching the Super Bowl um, this year and... It put me off because it was military was every other word. Our servicemen and yeah. the the videos, the VTs, all pe- it was just like what the fuck it is, is going a on? Propaganda machine. Yeah, it's insane. That's why the Super Bowl takes five hours and the game takes one. Imagine trying to do that in the UK though, at like a local netball game. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well done to the RAF. It's like shut the fuck up. It's like oh god, it just doesn't work over here. Get no shut cares. down. Get completely shut down. Um, I did see you shared it on Instagram this morning. What the fuck is Tom Brady doing with Birmingham Football Club? Yeah, he's just uh, become That's a, bet, isn't it? <laughs> a relatively big, he's still a minority shareholder, but a relatively big investment in Birmingham City Football Club. Why? I don't know. Is he going to do an Inter Miami to Birmingham? <laughs> Imagine oh that. Oh my God, that would be amazing. He's clearly never been, but that would be amazing. They, Birmingham City, I've got no issue saying that they are a terrible football club. <laughs> I went there 
on an away game. Like, oh, away days. Ooh, like, ooh, when I was about 12. a couple of skulls. It's like the worst place you've ever been in your life. <laughs> I, can't remember, I can't remember what it's called. St. Andrews or something like that. Um, it's a terrible, terrible part of the world. I don't, I'm not sure what, what they've done. They've done something this year. They've rebranded. They've got some strategic guy in. They're, they've got new investors in the club anyway. Um, Saudi Gang kicked or? out the old ones. I think it's actually Yanks. Oh, hence the Brady thing. Birmingham. But so they've now their now shirt sponsor is a streetwear brand from LA called oh. Undefeated. Oh fuck me, that's hip. It's like what the fuck is going on? Oh no, Birmingham City is going to become hip. It's like Undefeated, like skateboarding, like graffiti culture, and Birmingham City Football Club. And now Tom Brady's like announced that. Interesting. Yeah, bizarre. So, if, I mean, they must be buzzing, Birmingham City. I also saw that AC Milan's cultural brand partner is Off-White. <laughs> so they all arrived <laughs> to this game the other day and all their pre-game work. You know, they usually turn up in tracksuits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like this <laughs> black T-shirt just with Off-White written like on, on the top. And then just like this pair of jeans and a parachute, but it's all like curated by Off-White. Ridiculous. To be fair, they look fucking fantastic. Yeah, they do all that stuff. The PSG did it with the yeah, Air with Jordan, Jordan stuff, yeah, didn't yeah. they? Looks just, great. Yeah, just like fair play, I suppose. But I just didn't see it coming from Birmingham City. At least those football clubs are massive. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Birmingham City in the Midlands just carving up. Oh, fair I like play that. to them. Fair play to them. That's That could be hip. I've got something that I saw... Um, yesterday which just really really made me laugh and you might have seen it in the news it's a um it's caused a big ruckus in the athletics world mm. and it's a female somali sprinter right. who takes place in the 100 meter dash and comes last by 11 seconds <laughs> right and y- there's a video of it and you have to watch it right she's plodding She's plodding the race, and as she goes over the finish line, she does a little skip. And everyone's like, what the fuck is going on? And it turns out that she is very close friends with the president of the Athletic Federation in Somalia. Right. So so her friend has just got her on to the track as a world-class sprinter. She's never done it before. No. And so the woman's had to step down from her role. I'm watching it now. Yeah, it's just... Okay. Oh my god. Okay. Can you see her taking off? Well, take off is the wrong word. She's out of shot already. But you wait till it clicks back to her. It's absolutely genius. So the first person's just finished. Second, third, fourth. Uh still hasn't come in yet. Still waiting. <laughs> Here she comes and cross the finish line. A little skip <laughs> how good. She's just having the time so she's of her not life. A sprinter. She's not a sprinter. Well, obviously, after watching that. Nope, she's completely never sprinted before. She's just a relative of the... Uh, what, what, and she was like, do you mind getting me into that race? Exactly. And she's, she's actually done it. And she's, she's never sprinted. It's the slowest ever recorded time of a 100-meter dash in a women's race. In a professional that setup, is absolutely brilliant. And it's just, they're all obviously it's completely undermined. You've got like amazing sprinters from around the world who couldn't qualify, <laughs> and she's skipping across <laughs> the finish line in the slowest ever recorded time. Oh, well done. So yeah, she's had to step down from her role. Yeah, shot. <laughs> <laughs> but they're always going to have that. 
that, um, that story is absolutely incredible. Wow. At family barbecues. Like, do you remember when you did that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in front of the world. There's a keynote in that somewhere. That's just fucking genius, if you ask me. That was like Eric the Eel, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That exactly. was hilarious. They're like, and they're actually worried he may not make it. <laughs> yeah, the lifeguards were looking pretty worried <laughs> on that one, weren't they? That's fantastic, though. It just really tickled me. Um, talking about... I'm trying to find a segue into this next note. Find <laughs> one. Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. This is, I guess, just on the theme of what's been going on in the week's news. He's back. He's back, baby. He's back, baby. So he's um, sweeping the nation. Obviously, he's got a, a rather large court case. Yeah, that, which starts today, no? Always getting charged with it today. Yeah, and I think the date is set for like March next year. But next year is also when the election is. But he's like, it's not even close. He's the overwhelming favourite to be the Republican candidate. And the next person, it's like he's got 70%. Fucking hell. So it, it, he's going to be president again, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. And the best thing is, even if he gets found guilty, doesn't matter. He can pardon himself, <laughs> which is the ultimate power play. The, the, the thing, even before that, he's just, I, he's honestly. He's like bulletproof yeah. when it comes to PR. I don't know. I'm not saying he's good. He's he's a complete knob. But there's something that he does right where obviously he's an insane bloke and he does he's full of shit. But what would bring down most people for some reason manages to make his core stronger. I think it's just, just saying this... everything's fake news is a fucking genius play. I th- he's almost like the Andrew Tate of politics. <laughs> yeah, it's not far off. Where he just doesn't, no matter what you say, he's just going to shout louder than you yeah. back in your face. He's an infant. Yeah, and it just doesn't matter. He just doesn't care. It's no. like, no, we're going to send you to prison. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. Like, no, really, we are. It's like, yeah, good one. He's like, who? What, all you crooked judges? Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, they are crooked. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's like, paedophile. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like, paedophile. Oh, my God. And there's that obvious massive group in the US who just Trump can't do any wrong for. And that's kind of <laughs> enough people, weirdly, that mean he's probably going to get back in. They're just going to try and uh, lock him up before then. Yeah, but then but there's also nothing to stop a US president being in prison. Yeah, mental. Like, he can be president from prison. Mental. Biden's not doing himself any favours, is it? Biden's, well, unfortunately, on, on the <laughs> downhill. He lost his mind 10 years ago. Yeah, I was going to say, he got like, in on the downhill the somehow. A fucking senile old freak. He's a... Uh, He's having a shocker. I mean, maybe you shouldn't laugh at an old man, but you see some of the memes we, we come rolling in. You fucking in. should do if he's a president. The memes rolling in. <laughs> it's like when uh, when you want to play 18 holes and your wife asks what time you're going to be back and it just cuts to Biden. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> he's a weirdo though, isn't he? Yeah, I think he is. So, what, have you seen the one where recently he sniffed the shoulder of like a four-year-old girl? Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Cameras are on. <laughs> what are you doing? He's just an idiot. He's a complete idiot. It sums up that entire country. That <laughs> he's the sensible choice. Yeah. Ninety-year-old senile guy pissing his pants. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> Fucking USA. Madness. Right. Moving on to a, a, a more impressive American. Yes. Uh, in the adventure mindset segment this week. So uh, this happened about two weeks ago, on July the eighteenth. Uh, and a 17-year-old girl called Alyssa Carson became the youngest person ever 
to complete all of the seven summits, which is the highest mountain on each of the seven continents. Big, big, big adventure that, like, oh, nails. Yeah, but Sarah, 17. She is 17. What were you old. doing when you were 17? You don't want to know. I tried to think. Well, let, let's transport back. 17, what was that? Low just, maybe just party driving test. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're carving around. Carving around. You, 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 you're sneaking yourself into nightclubs. Yeah. Um, that was literally it, wasn't it? Might be the least productive year of my entire life. Up there. Uni maybe a little bit worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it weirdly went down from yeah. 17. At least I had hopes and dreams at 17. <laughs> um, but yeah, imagine being 17 and just flying around the world, ticking off the most baddest mountains on earth. Uh, how long did it take her, do you reckon? So, it's a great question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Why don't you fucking tell me you're going to ask me that? <laughs> what well, what my, my thinking is, has she started that when she's like 15? So she stood on the top of one of the biggest mountains in the world when she's even younger than 17. Um, don't know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how long did it take her? <laughs> well, none of your business. That's how long. <laughs> it took her a while. <laughs> but she started climbing at 11. So it's going to be within six years. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, she's a member of the Explorers Club. I feel like we need to join that. What is it? Talk to me. I don't know much about it. I, I've heard you mention it once, I think, when we were in New York, if it's, that's the same thing. It's like a Soho house for adventurers. Right. <laughs> I don't think we'd get in. Yeah, we would. <laughs> Are you joking? That is also probably the wankiest sentence <laughs> in the world. We're fucking big time. Soho house for adventurers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably get that tatted on me if, that, <laughs> if we got in there. I'd get my membership card <laughs> yeah. tatted to my wrist. The QR code. Um... So they've got a couple of, they've got, there's one, like a townhouse in London, the, the HQ is in New York, and it's full of shit, like, um, <laughs> sounds awful. <Yeah. laughs> I don't know, it's full of old relics of adventure. Right, oh, okay, Shackleton yeah. stuff. But yeah, yeah, you know, it's a fucking library of leather-bound books, and I'm sure it's garbage, but <laughs> nice. they have like a fund and a grant and stuff like that. But, um, so she's a member of that. She's 17, which is embarrassing, and we're not. Fair play. Um, and the mad thing is, so she climbed Denali last, which Denali is in the US, and uh, she had to get evacuated off it twice. Really? With altitude sickness, and then went up it a third time and did it. Fair play. Because when we were in New York last, we a guy came up to us after our keynote, didn't he? And he said, oh, yeah, I, I climbed Denali couple of months ago uh, and skied it and we're like that's that's amazing but he's like yeah my my friend died yeah from denali of altitude sickness yeah so, whoa. pulmonary edema or something isn't it it's like the, now yeah i mean shout out to that bloke to be fair because we get a lot of people come up to us at the end of keynotes and tell us that you know that they're they know us. someone who's done something or yeah. they're they're actually planning on running 7k at the weekend <laughs> uh he is probably the first who's had a very legit story mm. and he was pretty nonchalant about the fact that his mate had died. Yeah. And then he followed us on Instagram, went on his Instagram, first picture, boom, rest in peace, young Todd. Rest in peace. I wasn't going to let that lie, but just like Todd. But uh, <laughs> you, would, you wouldn't let it go. Uh, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> rest in caprice. <laughs> Where he's been. Rest with a priest. <laughs> 
don't know whether we need to cut this. Oh, I don't think so. It's staying in because yeah. I, I <laughs> you know, can't edit it. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I'm like, mate, you need to cut that and shock horror. You just export and upload. <laughs> not one bit of editing has ever That's been fine. done yeah, on yeah. this part. Yeah, all right, mate. Yeah, fine. No worries. <laughs> I'm not sure you even know how to cut or anything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'll take that out. Don't worry. Upload. Until we get an official complaint, <laughs> there's no editing taking place. But yeah, um, that is, I mean, fair play. What's her name? I'm going to, Alyssa Carson. Right, yeah. I'm expecting only, her to go to blow up or go in the, there'll be a Netflix doc or something, won't there? I there hope so. Be. Only 500 people have done it before. That's not a lot. The thing, no, that's, yeah, that's really not a lot. The thing with that is um, the cost of that must be extortionate. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands. Because, I mean, yeah, traveling around the world, but like the permits on Everest, Denali, that's insane. I suppose you're getting rescued a couple of times as well. Yeah. That can't be cheap. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the notes you made and I'm just trying not to laugh. <laughs> I've just seen the word Dick Bass. <laughs> Dick Bass was the first guy to do it. <laughs> that's fantastic. Isn't there a brand called Dick Bass? Just bass, isn't it? Yeah, bass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just added the dick on. And there. there's there's Dick's sporting goods Dick's as well. Sporting goods. <laughs> you a, put two together. There's a collab, <laughs> there's a collab waiting <laughs> to happen there. Yeah, Dick Bass was the first person to do the seven pizza in 1985. So interestingly, I I plugged this content into <laughs> <laughs> if you can't tell into AI um, to give me some bullet points. And uh, whilst I was there, I typed in just to see how accurate it was. Uh, and for my own ego, who are the Tempest 2? <laughs> <laughs> and it goes, um, the Tempest 2 are professional adventurers, best known for their Atlantic row, blah, blah, blah. They have a podcast. Really? All right. Everything correct. The one, two things it got wrong was it said, the Tempest 2 is Chris Ramsey and Joe Simpson. What? Two random names. How the fuck's that happened? No idea. Joe Simpson is like a mountaineer and Chris Ramsey's a comedian. Very weird. Joe Simpson Daniel. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you came off my LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that after. What a winger. Um, yeah, so it got everything correct apart from our names. Which That's is crucial. Yeah, so what are we doing wrong there? Oh, fuck it. Fair play. <laughs> They've got most of it. Yeah. I mean, I've got a lot of time for that. I think it's done a good job, AI. Thanks. If you can call it that. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I'm adding just one little thing to the Adventure Mindset segment, and that is a a very old man. Very old man indeed. Joe Biden. Uh, <laughs> he's older than Joe, actually. Wow. Um, his name escapes me. <laughs> so that, <laughs> I'm just looking at your note. 93-year-old climbed half dome. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Should have wrote his name. There, I've got it. I've got it. Everett Kalin, who, yeah. There you go. 93 years of age. Sorry, I gave it away. Climbed Half Dome, which is, uh, he went up the cables, so didn't get up the face of it. But it's a 14-hour hike, round trip. 93 is so old. And there's a, there's a video of him making the last few steps up to the summit. He's on his last legs, both probably on the day and obviously in, in general. general. It's, that's absolutely insane. It says... He trained by going up and down his stairs of an Oakland apartment. Mental. So he he took the, instead of getting the elevator, he was on the 17th story, he walked up the stairs every day. And he's 93. He's 93. And he didn't, you know, the only thing is it says, we weren't sure if he's the oldest person to ever do it because there's no 
actual record. So that's a shame. That's good. Unlucky, Everett. But he has he's made it to the top. The TikTok video has gone viral, obviously. It's where I saw it first. Um, do you want to be 93? I mean, if I look like Everett at that point, probably. I reckon if you're healthy enough to climb up Half Dome, you've probably still got a decent-ish quality of life. Yeah. But I reckon the majority of 93-year-olds are soiled up. <laughs> And they're they're ready to clock out, aren't they? Soiled up. <laughs> it's just it's old, isn't it? So, so old, so so old. God, but he looks happy. So that means we're like a third of our way through our life. If yeah, fucking hell, it's quite depressing. Isn't it? Let's let's join the <laughs> Explorers Club, shall we? All right. What's the membership fee? I don't know. Is this the right one? Is there only one? Yeah. Membership classifications, fellows, members, how much are dues? Speaking of clubs, we saw Chris Hensworth at Soho Farmhouse the other day, didn't we? Yes, he's a big guy, isn't he? Fucking hell, he's a hunk. He looks, he must be 6'4". He's on the gear, isn't he? I think so. I think they all are. Yeah. All those celebs, when they're rigged up to the eyeballs, they're yeah. definitely on a bit of juice. Yeah, I actually ended up watching a video on YouTube that was about anabolic steroids. Nice. And what <laughs> this is How at, much? This is at about four thirty AM. <laughs> not not this morning, yesterday morning. And so apparently it takes the average natural bodybuilder five years to put on ten, eleven pounds of muscle. It takes the same person, if they're using steroids, eight weeks. Oh my god. It's just bonkers. And the, I mean, you've seen the pictures. You've seen what happens. They're not that dangerous anymore, though, are they? Uh, <clears throat> he he seemed to think they were, this guy. Oh. He showed the side effects. He showed Bad. cracked nipples. He showed balding. You know, he yeah. showed, He didn't show any pictures of small penises, but he, <laughs> he inferred that that was the side effect. Tick. Yeah, yeah. Like, what about if you already got one of them? <laughs> like, hang on. Does it get bigger? Or? <laughs> um, oh, right. I thought they were kind of just like pretty legit now. I think there's ways you can do it safely, like testosterone. Where you yeah, can that's what I'm talking about, like yeah. test one, test two. Yeah, you something. can start with a bit of a lower dosage. He, oh, he's, okay. got, he's talking about the hard stuff. Right, okay. Which is, um, but yeah, I just found that fascinating. So maybe that's an adventure. See how much muscle we can pack on in six <laughs> weeks of time. Just like going for it. Like absolutely nuts. Just I injecting. I, I put my back out, lifting up yeah. some 10 kilo weights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm absolutely crippled. At the Maybe moment. steroids are the solution then. Maybe. Just get a mutant back. That's what Conor McGregor did, didn't he? He's just on the gear after He's he broke his leg. I mean, I think that man might be dead within the next two years. <laughs> He's a strange he man, is isn't he? He's on a spiral He's out a, of control. He's a strange, strange man. That's what you get when you give... A fucking scumbag under a million quid. <laughs> yeah. That's what you get. There it is. Hey, AI, what does a hundred million quid in a scumbag look like? There. Yeah. Him. He's just tensing in the mirror, just screaming at himself. Yeah. <laughs> it's just genius, isn't it? <laughs> Fair play to him. Good fun, though. Stick. Good fun, that. That's fantastic. I think that's a fantastic way to wind this down. Yeah, I've got, I have got so. got some fees here. It seems anywhere between 400 and 800 bucks for uh, the Explorers um, Club. A year? A year. Okay, how, uh, what would that give us? Uh, it doesn't say a huge amount. We can go into that you, building. You can walk into the building in Spot. either New York or London. The thing that I like about it is their main partner is Rolex. Oh, fantastic. Mm. They do um, lots of events, lots of meetups. Apparently, the networking's strong. Yeah, but there's, there's access to grants. You know, there's, there's a help with all sorts of stuff. So I think if, 
if you are a traditional adventure explorer, it's probably right up your street. There's a lot of scientists on it. Is there? Yeah. Researchers and marine biologists and conservationists. I mean, fair play. Fair play. Um, All right, cool. Good stuff. Well, we'll try and do this next week, guys, from New York City. We didn't manage it last time because it was very stressful, right? (laughs) (laughs) But we'll take our kit again and we'll give it another go. (laughs) Yeah, good stuff. Uh, Thank you for listening, as always, and we'll, we'll see you next week. All right, bye, everyone. Bye.